Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Four mile lane, tell me something, girl. Three deep going on with it now on the outside is Mission House, but it's been three deep on the get-go. It'll sleep well tonight. Brand news had a gun run fourth defence. Deal and A starting to pick up ground. Rocket Toro, Baldassar starting to loop them on the home turn. Doom Diva, a long way back dragging sign. Enterprise Phoenix level at his last. Four mile lane, the leader, one in front. Brand new, starting to loom large, the outside. Doom Diva sneaking up on the inside and Baldassar is pulled to the crown of the track and starting to run on. Four mile lane, brand new Baldassar. Four mile lane, brand new Tri- to get to four mile lane, four mile lane just in front. Hung on, defeated brand new. Third over the line, Doom Dima, fourth. Yeah, he's a talented four-year-old. We just mentioned Tom Button's name. That was one of the highlights from Mackay last weekend. Tony Clements is going to elaborate, of course, with Rob Luck. Bushbeat, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Steve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up the country news. And, yes, Four Mile Lane stayed out in front for Gabby Simmons and Tom Button. Justin Stanley tried everything to get brand new over the line for Clint Taylor, but just wasn't able to run down Four Mile Lane in the shadows of the post in the MM Electrical Mackay NQ Classic for the three- and four-year-olds last Saturday at the Gardens. Plenty coming up for you on the show today. We've got lots of territory to cover. It was Junda Cup Day on the weekend. Uh, we uh, saw Morricone successful there. The Banana Cup at Innisfail went to Red Light Roxanne and a return to racing after something like 112 weeks off the scene for Charleville with their Sunday program. Plus, we'll look in on what happened at Julia Creek and uh, also uh, Gladstone on the weekend. And Rob Luck is joining us on Bushbeat to do all of that and more. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, listeners, to the new time of Bushbeat at 9.30 on a Tuesday during Daylight Savings Time. And yes, Tony, I managed to get myself ready on time. <laughs> Not too much change to the routines. Yeah, it's <laughs> first time in 18 years that we've had to come in at this time and, and uh, with the dreaded daylight saving kicking in, but we just do what we're told. Exactly right, and we get through covering country racing. And that win by Four Mile Lane, of course, signified the probably the first feature win for Tom Button uh, on his own now up at Bowen, uh, relocated to Bowen with the uh, change in partnership from Ryan Tyrrell, who's still down in the uh, Gold Coast area. But um, it reminded me also that front-running ride of Gabby Simmons, a young apprentice going places, two kilo claim now, and it reminded me of that good front-running ride that uh, Mackenzie Appel, who also rode at this meeting, uh, put in on Nemazoo. I think it was uh, the Black Memorial or the Amateur Cup there in um, Mackay going back into July. These young apprentices getting plenty of exposure, Tony, in the uh, TAB circuits. And uh, she was out able to uh, outgun Justin Stanley, who had the double on the day up there, with a very good front-running ride. So congratulations, uh, Gabby Simmons, on this pride of Dubai that had come off a win at Bowen's last start. But it's really pleasing to see. And we'll also hear a, a jockey, a young apprentice at Junda, did a similar thing over a long, longer journey, the eight, 1,800 metres. Really pleasing to see, Tony, these uh, young apprentices getting the exposure, getting the experience riding against these seasoned jockeys and uh, being able to stretch out to the distance journey and get the wins. 
a couple of other highlights out of the tab meetings through the week, Rob. Brian Wiggins kept doing what Brian Wiggins does. He rode the double <laughs> at Yapoon last Tuesday. They only managed to get in four races before the Storms called off the last half of the Kilcoy program on Thursday. But still, it'll be a day that uh, trainer Michael Marsh won't forget with his mm. first win with Tereshkova. And a lovely write-up from uh, Jordan Gerrans on the uh, Racing Queensland news page, which uh, you can check out there about Michael's breakthrough victory. Uh, Friday at Townsville, Isabella Tay, Ashley Butler and Jason Taylor rode doubles. Jason combining with Roy Chalemi for his. Uh, Anthony Allen with a treble at Toowoomba on Saturday night and a double to the training combination of Corey and Kylie Gearan. And Bo Desert yesterday, a bit of a day out for Barry Lockwood with a treble on the program there. Michael Hellyer and Bevan Lamming combining for a double and Justin Huxtable also riding a double. So well done to everyone with their uh, respective wins right through the week at the provincial tab programs. But I know, Rob, a lot of people were very excited to see Charnival return to racing for the first meeting on Sunday since the 7th of August 2021. Here's what happened in the open. Round past the 600 metre mark. Parko on the outside. Toolmaster on the inside. Nick the Skip starting to peel around the outside of him too. And Dynamic Versus coming into the race further back. Del Toro dropping back and no dead at the tail of the field. Past the 400 metre mark and Parko still going strongly out in front. On the inside is Toolmaster on his outside there is, is uh, Nick the Skip down past the 200 metre mark. Parko in front. Toolmaster over on the inside of battling away and so is Nick the Skip and here's Dynamic Versus down the outside starting to charge home. Parko in front Nick the Skip charging, but Dynamic Verse right over the top of him. Dynamic Verse moves up to Parko, puts his head in front of Dynamic Verse, beat Parko. Nick the Skip a couple legs back to no debt. Dynamic verse there for Brendan Newport and Leonard Bourne taking out the Suffolk Open at Charleville on Sunday. Rob, you know I love numbers, and I mentioned that it was the first meeting for Charleville since the first of uh, since the seventh of August, 2021. That's 112 weeks, or if you like, 768 days, or the stat that I like, 25 months and 25 days since they had a race meeting there at Charleville. We know why you're the keeper of the series and all things mathematical <laughs> on this show, Tony. <laughs> but welcome back, Charleville. And wasn't it great to see on the vision provided there the uh, the great running rails in effect, the training track on the inside, uh, the track in general. Yes, it possibly played heavy. We're going to find out more and comments on that. But also pleasing to see that uh, Dynamic Verse, who won the country stampede, bounced back with that good win uh, after two wins and three seconds its last five and even though Nick the skip for Shane Iverson uh, didn't get the win Shane had a good day on the program which we'll talk about but most importantly good morning to you Shane welcome back Charleville and what did you think of the day out there on Sunday yeah good day Rob and Tony um, it was a great day it was just great to be back raced on our home track and um, yeah we had a really really good day just share with us some of the frustrations that, you know, there's been so long of, of a delay getting everything right, but I guess we've got to make sure that everything is right to ensure the, the future of racing in the region. But for a Charleville trainer like yourself and the others that are based there, uh, you've had to put in plenty of miles over the last couple of years. Yeah, well, we've, um, for, um, you know, two, two years and two months, we've had to travel. Um, most probably gone to a lot of places where we wouldn't have normally went to, um, but now, hopefully, we'd have to... Well, we'll still go to some of those places, but not as often, most probably, because we're racing here seven or eight mm. times a year. Yeah, and it's... Uh a big thank you to clubs like Cunnamulla and Morven, but particularly Cunnamulla and Shane, I think, had about three extra race meetings uh, in that time period. But by the looks of it yesterday, 
they've got it right. I mean, it's been such a long process, and I'm sure Charters Towers are looking carefully because I'm pretty sure they're the same group doing the renovations there after an extended absence. But they look to have got it right. It may have played heavy. Uh, your opinions on, on the track on the day? I mean, Dynamic Verse came from the back of the field after a bit of a sluggish start. Uh, but leaders seem to play their part as well. So it might have been heavy, but it will settle down that track. They, um, Rob, they've certainly got it right. There's no problem at all. It's um, even from inside to out, the same. Um, and as you said, there's horses led and one. There's horses come from behind and one. On, on the fence and one. Horses come from the outside of the track and race good. So, yeah, it, it's heavy, but they all had to go through it. And um, it, it will come good with a bit more work on it. But uh, We know Luke Miller went out and uh, trialled a few horses in the lead-up to it all, and he said that exactly that. Yeah, it was heavy when he uh, first trialled on it, but he said it will improve. What was the general mood from the riders coming back? There's nothing like being out there competing under race conditions. What was the, the word coming back from the jocks on Sunday, Shane? Well, after the last, I went and um, grabbed Dave Morrison. He was the boss of the job doing it for race in Queensland, and went in the jockey's room and asked all the jocks what their opinion was so they could tell Dave. And they, the, all the jocks said um, very, very safe, very even, and um, just that little bit heavy. Excellent. But very, very even all the way across and very, very safe. Uh, we can't ask for much more. We just, um, we'll just um, they'll do more work on it and... and and as more racing and everything gets on it, it'll it'll settle down and become a very mm. very good track. Yeah, and and that's the important thing. I mean, Charlie, well, when you looked at previous results in years gone by, you got these massive margins. You couldn't really take note of the form. You got bits and pieces of that, but I think across the board there was a lot more evenness with the uh, the margins. And even Muron in the last was for Cheryl Rogers uh, trained and ridden. I mean, it loves the track. It's three from three at the track now, but uh, it was able to come from a midfield position, sweep around and continue on down the centre of the track. So in some ways, the track showed that as the day went on, Shane, that it was improving as it went. Oh, oh for sure, for sure. And, like, um, you, you, like the maiden, I won the maiden, maiden and I said straight, you know, straight after the race, you can't take any notice. That's just a mob of maidens going around. The second yep. race, the benchmark 50 will... I think there's four of them hit the line together for a second. There wouldn't have been a length between yeah. four of them for a second, you know. So, obviously, they were all on, you know, good going and that. And then um, the open race, well, Dynamic First is a very, very good sand tracker. Parker is a good tra- sand tracker, so is Nick, the skip. And, and they've run one, two, three. And there was only a length and a half between those three. And, um, you know, Dynamic First come from behind them with 62 kilos and beat them. So, you know... I, I just think the battle force is won on the day and, and you can't blame the track for anything getting beat, you know, like some some handled and some didn't. Mm. No, I, and I guess that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the same with heavy tracks everywhere. Yeah, yep. I was going to say, that's the, the exactly the same. They've all got to go through it, and it's the same with heavy tracks everywhere, whether it's a grass track, sand track, dirt track, whatever. Some horses handle it, some don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's for sure. And, and I th- I, I, it, it I just confirms what you're saying. They got it right. But they definitely got it right, and and the more the more um, work they put into it with more watering and, and rolling it, and everything, it, it'll be a brilliant track in in, in time to come. There's no risk because everything's you know. I was talking to Timmy Brummel, he's much really the most senior jockey there, and he said the um, the the circuits right, the corners are right, everything's really really good. So yeah. 
you know, yeah. it's just happy days ahead, I think. Yeah, as it as it should be, Shane. What a great facility they have there at Charleville. It looked fantastic on the uh, vision. As I said, you've got that inside training track. It must be a, a real pleasure to be back there, back in, in uh, training at Charleville. Well, it, it, it's absolutely tremendous, Rob. Like, I would say we had in excess of, you know, 250, 300 people there on, on Sunday afternoon. And wow. there was people there, and five bookmakers, um, and there's people there in the afternoon. I hadn't seen it race for bloody years. And it was just a really, really, really good atmosphere. Everybody was just so happy we were back racing. And as far as the uh, facilities, like, Racing Queensland have done a tremendous job what they've done for us here. You know, we've never, ever, ever had uh, running rails on the inside training track. Well, now we've got them on the inside and outside of the training track. The, the course proper has got an inside and outside sprinkler system, so can be watered all the time. The best drainage system you'd ever want to see. So, you know, it's just all, all systems head for us here in Charleville now. That's fantastic. Tell oh. us about uh, Nick the Skip's run and what's your plans with the campaign after we saw him go through some of the, the Country Cups last year? Uh, yeah, well, I, I purposely didn't have him fully wound up for Saturday because it was only sort of a barrier trial for him and he had that 1,000 metre run on Saturday. On Sunday, I'm sorry. He went good. He just blew out in the last 100 metres, which we thought he'd do. Uh, he'll go to Mitchell now in three weeks' time, so there's a 1,200 metre open there. And then back up again here in Charleville on the 28th for a 1,400 metre open. And then maybe bypass the Charleville Cup and concentrate on the Roma Cup. And Country Cups is the goal again? Oh, Rob, if, if he qualifies for Brisbane... I don't know if we take him or not because, you know, Rome is the only place in, in Australia where you'll run a mile, so I don't oh, know if we yep. take him back down there or not. So, But if we yeah. could go back-to-back Roma Cups, that'd be a good enough feat, you, you know. You have said that before about him. I'm really interested in declassify your other winner on the day. It's won four of its last six. I mean, had, I'm pretty sure it hadn't run since the Tambo run. So that was a big training effort as well, mm-hmm. Shane, bringing it back uh, to the 1625. But this uh, one, well, ridden by Amy Graham, won four of its last six, going extremely well. What are your plans there? Yeah, well, he did go to uh, Dolby a fortnight ago, Rob, for a run. And um, it wasn't one of his better runs, but I, I knew that he'd improve on it. And um, uh, he'll start at Charleville again here in four weeks in the same sort of race, a benchmark 55, 1,600 metres. And he'll only go up a kilo and a half of what he carries here on Sunday. And then... Um, Hopefully. Well, that, that's my dad's memorial race too, so I really, really want to win that with him. And um, then I'll go to the Charleville Cup with him most probably and then see where we go from there. But he, he's a very, very promising horse, that horse. And there's yes. not too many of them win four out of seven in the bush. Certainly, well, he's certainly. only really had six starts in the bush because he had one start with Switch before he bought him, so he's won four out of six for us out here. Yeah, he's certainly on the way up. And I reckon Mark Patterson would have been pretty thrilled. He's been... He's been sprouting this horse to me, Misery Miss, since that Tambo meeting. And you mentioned Timmy Brummel. And uh, I don't think you get too many better front-running riders. And the other thing of that win, that race, fantastic to see. Maximum field, 12 jockeys available on the day, Shane. Oh, it was tremendous. Like, no one no one missed out on a run. There was 12 jockeys. And, and that's been my big cry for ages, Rob. If we race Saturday, Sunday in the bush, no yep. one's going to miss, miss out. I don't think anybody missed out at Jundar on the Saturday. And there was four or five jockeys who rode a jumper come into Charwell here and rode Sunday. Um, Amy Graham rode a tabulum on Saturday and drove here and rode on Sunday. So 
You know, if they're looking at 10 or 11, 12 rides for the weekend, they'll certainly travel. And like, um, I think Timmy rode a winner at, at Junder and rode a winner here, so it was a good payday for him. Amy rode two winners at both places, so she had an extremely good weekend. And even even Anna Bacos, she come here for one ride, but she picked up another ride, so that was a bonus for her. So. Now, if they race Saturday, Sunday more often, we're going to get more jockeys all the time. Yeah, we've, we've been down this path and talked about this before, about like how the jocks will carpool sometimes, you know, to go from one meeting to the next. And as soon as they, they wrap up last race at one, uh, can't interview, we've got to jump in the car, we've got to head north, we're going up to wherever for the next day. It might just be one of the solutions to the jockey shortage that we have been experiencing. Oh, for sure. And, and I think some of them got another crack at them today at Emerald, that we didn't have a weekend and that's so... You know, um, it's just something I think Asian Queensland could look at and be a lot better for, for um, country meetings. And as well, you're getting that mix of experience. You're getting guys like Brendan Newport, of course, uh, picked up that good win on Dynamic Verse. Those guys are making it their circuit now, as well as the uh, the Sarah Robbins, the Luke Millers and so on. Um, they're really making it a circuit effect and, and they're travelling far and wide. So well done. Uh, congratulations to them and hopefully it continues, Shane. Yeah, well, you know, Brendan and Sarah, they, they, um, they went through here on Friday on their way to Junda. They rode at Junda and come back Saturday night and rode. Um, Emily Ponkett, she come from the Gold Coast. She went to um, Gunda and come back yep. out here and rode. Uh, Timmy rode there. Robbie Fra rode both places. Yeah, you know, it's just, if there's race meetings on for them, they'll soon come to them if they can get two days of it. It's, it's just a really good payday for a pay weekend. Shane, great to see Charles will back up and racing. Thank you for giving us a little bit of insight into uh, Sunday's program there and continued success for the stable. Thank you so much, but it's just so great to be back here racing, I can tell you. <laughs> can imagine a bit of a relief as well on top of all of the thrills of back and racing, but I'm sure it's just wonderful to, as you say, everyone in the town is just thrilled to have Charles will back up and running. Uh, well, they are. Like, you know, I, I went to the, um, the roadhouse here on Sunday morning to get something and there's an Indian guy who runs it. He said, racing here today, racing here today. You know, like, <laughs> it's just, you know, the, the whole town. And, you know, there was people at the races that, honestly, I wouldn't thought I'd seen at, at the racetrack. There's, you know, there's a bloody girls, there's a couple of backpackers here working at a bakery. They were there. But bloody, you know, I've seen a couple of old schoolmates. I, I had never seen at a racetrack. Wow. Uh, and well done to the one new guy, committee one there, guy too. Here, there was one guy here... Like he's a really, he was a racing guy 30 years ago, and it's the first time I've seen him there for that long. It was just mm. amazing to see him back here. No, it's wonderful to hear that, those kind of stories. That's what we always say uh, racing's more than just watching horses go around in circles on a racetrack. Thanks for joining us on Bushbeat, Shane. No problem, guys. Thank you. Shane Iverson joining us there after his success at Charlotte on the weekend. Robin, it is great to hear that the track's back up and running for a start after, as I said, 25 months and 25 days. Um, and as you said, looking at the vision that came through on uh, regional cars and racing Queensland's YouTube replays, uh, the track just looks fantastic. The the contrast of the brand new white running rails running everywhere with the uh, the red dirt there, it looked really, really good. But as Shane said, importantly, it's even and it's safe. 
Yeah, and, and a, a particular thank you to the new committee there at Charleville. I mean, they're getting their feet on the ground and getting it up and running, and uh, they'll continue to learn from that, I'm quite sure. And I, I know they've reached out and got support from surrounding clubs in the area. I think Alan, Helen Morton made sure she ventured down after the Junda meeting and uh, got there to assist on the day. So good cooperation in the country clubs. <clears throat> but, Tony, on the weekend, there was one probably um, horse that was running around that had... From its previous run in the Cairns Amateur uh, Cup, it had the red light on it all the way. Red light mm-hmm. Roxanne for Lacey Morrison and Bones Bailey took out the Innisfail Banana Cup after such a good run in the Cairns Amateur Cup uh, previously. And work along the side of the track toward the 600 metre mark. Nemiga goes up to Love on Sunday and they go together. They're about a length in front. Play me now. Red Light Roxanne's had the easiest and cushiest run. It's got no excuses today. And they were followed by Tutelage just being filled for a little. Uh, round the outside, Star Status is making a bit of a run. And they were followed then by Let's Talk a Deal. And right down the extreme outside wide, though, is the driller, but not making much impression on Red Light Roxanne who got the saloon run through on the inside. Red Light Roxanne, she has given this an absolute charming ride. And it's Red Light Roxanne clear. Play me now coming, but Red Light Roxanne bolts in. And it's won the Banana Cup. We uh, we know, Rob, when there's one that has a musical connotation to its name, regular <laughs> listeners to Bush people know that you and I often pick up on that. And this is so beautifully named out of the police song. Uh, Sting had the lyrics there of Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. Red light Roxanne is by reward for effort out of the mayor, street lover. You can join the dots yourself. <laughs> and what about the Quinella? Play me now. I think I was waiting for you to play the the tune a little bit of it, Tony. But <laughs> I thought that was a lovely Quinella that went together as well. But Red, Lock, Red Light Roxanne has been building up to this win, as I mentioned. The uh, the effort in the Cairns Amateur Cup at its last run, where I'm pretty sure it was fourth. Uh, such a great. But what a ride by Lacey Morrison! Boy, she sums up these uh, these races on those tracks in the far north, and she just uh, hugged that rails, found the gap, and came screaming through. And uh, holding uh, Play Me Now off by 2.3 lengths in the end with star status into third place. But uh, another jockey who rode extremely well on the day, and he's really making a name for himself going up the northern areas, is Morgan Butler. And he had a good uh, double on the day. He had the win on Roth and Bell, the Roth save for Ray Moller in the benchmark 55 over Eero and Vivenzo. And he also rode another one. Yes, he did. Um... Uh, Doykin for uh, Mark Dale in the cutest maiden plate. Wasn't the cutest money going off. Lisa in lights, the second place gator, had the cutest money. Uh, but this one had come off Cairns form as well as its last run. But Morgan Butler, he's been going up there regularly and uh, he's getting the uh, results, uh, the reward for effort, if you like, for that travel and uh, got the double on the day at that good meeting up at Innisfail. And a couple of other results that came through and stood out, I thought. Uh, Bean Warrior, Jenna Edwards, now down to a three-kilo claim for Rodney Miller, took a benchmark 45 race. But Ruby July, Michael Lee, this this uh, Ballas Premier has now had what, nine wins from 22 and back in winning form defeated the Dave Reynolds um, runner into second place, uh, my best effort. In fact, Dave Reynolds, his team just starting to tick over nicely with some results. Uh, he had a couple of seconds on the day, no, no joy in the winning division. But a trainer who, uh, a um, jockey trainer, uh, who doesn't pick up too many winners regularly, but I thought a couple of runs of hers on the weekend, Nairi Nelson, 
Tayamina Rhythm, this outreach uh, mayor at Big Odds, got up and, uh, gelding my apologies, defeated Enough Roses and Hey Bull in the Class B. And uh, she had Sizzling Sun in that uh, fourth on the program, I thought showed a little bit of improvement. So maybe keep an eye out on it in its next couple of runs. But great to see Nairi Nelson uh, getting the uh, riding and training win on the day. But Morgan Butler, the double, but I thought the standout win, Red Light Roxanne and the standout ride, Lacey Morrison, as she does in that far north. Fantastic results for the Innisfail uh, meeting, Tony. They always put on a good show as well in this fall, besides being Banana Cup Day. The fashions on the field look quite spectacular with some of the uh, the photos that I've seen going out on uh, social media on the weekend. If you're a fan of the fashions, you need to get on Instagram and follow Emma Scottolero with her uh, It's All About the Sash uh, Instagram handle because uh, Emma does a great job. I was talking to her in Cairns at the Amateurs and uh, because fashion is her passion, so to speak, um, she's always chasing down fashions on the field photos from all over the countryside and she was quite amazed looking at some of the uh, the fashions that were coming especially from the north when uh, up at the Cairns Amateurs and yes they did a wonderful job there at Innisfail on the weekend as they did at Junda, the Junda Cup taken out by Morricone. On the side and out wide of the track, Tycoon Zip is your leader. On the inside is Music Award, Morricone just rustled up there by Richardson. Now starts to run on, not going back any further. 300 metres row home and Tycoon Zip got away. Here's Morricone starting to charge and Music Award still there. Tycoon Zip your leader, Music Award's coming back at it. Morricone's not here yet, it's still Tycoon Zip. Morricone's charging now. Morricone goes up to Tycoon Zip. Morricone Morricone! Morricone wins the cup for Brooke Richardson and David Rewald beats Tycoon Zip. Sharpay ruler flat. Yes, it was a race in two uh, because they really did gap things uh, away from the rest of the field and then uh, Brooke was able to get enough out of Morricone to gap Tycoon Zip by a length and a quarter and then it was about another five lengths back to uh, the uh, the runners up there or the, uh, the other place getters in Sharpay ruler and music award and as we heard there in the replay from Andrew Watts, a big crowd there for the uh, Baku Shire Junda Cup program on the weekend. Good morning, Watsy. Morning, Tony. Good morning, Rob. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a great day uh, down there at Junda over the weekend. Of course, uh, like we spoke about last weekend, it was a meeting sort of in, in the back end of the 2010s. It was struggling a little bit, not only with their, with their track and facilities, but also um, getting crowds there. And uh, the committee over the past few years have worked hard at uh, making it a weekend event over the long weekend with the horse sports and sprint races and, of course, uh, building it around uh, the race meeting. And uh, you heard there in the call, Morricone, um, winning the cup one by length and a quarter over Tycoon Zip and uh, Sharpe Ruler made up any amount of ground for third but the winner Morricone um, Rob has been a wonderful mare this year, she's won five races in this calendar year uh, she's done it from 1000 all the way out to 1400 and uh, look there's been a couple of other hard luck stories in amongst those as well but a well deserved winner of the cup starting at $3.50 odds yeah, the better than ready mare. Once she's in winning form, she tends to maintain it. And uh, Brooke Richardson, uh, in the earlier part of your call, you were you were saying that you know she was just sitting there waiting and waiting, and uh, she was able to get the best out of this mare. She was travelling beauty and uh, beautifully and stormed home over the top. What's he? Um, I mentioned earlier the uh, the front running ride in the North Queensland Classic. 
in Mackay and Emily Pomfret, um, a young jockey, young lady jockey, Gold Coast based, um, married with children. She's made this a career decision, but she's really been focusing on the Western racing. She travelled all the way out to Junda. She then went to Charleville. And from what I'm hearing, it was a pretty good front-running ride, and I think she'd be pretty proud of herself by the win on Shut It Down for Mark Oates in the Benchmark 60. Yeah, a bit of a side note, Mark Oates um, got kicked quite badly um, before race one, so he was hobbling around with an ice pack for most of the day, but uh, certainly had a big grin on his face after race five. And you mentioned the ride, and it was an outstanding ride on Shut It Down. Uh, the one-time $400,000 yearling purchase. Uh, as we know, a lot of these find themselves out west. And, look, Mark's said this horse is a work in progress. Uh, he rides at work himself and uh, quite immature. And, and it was a bit of a throw at the stumps at the 1800, uh, coming off a little bit of a disappointing run in Longreach last week. But uh, Pomfret used the inside um, alley to dictate the pace and it was just a tremendous ride um, 11 out of 10 I gave it uh, on social media uh, to win the race, tell the world they're at separate ends of the race uh, at one point in time tell the world probably 12 lengths off the off the leaders and um, you know the pace um, dictated that it was going to be hard for it to get into the race but a good run nonetheless for David Rewalt and Brooke Richardson and Mondial Express uh, a win certainly not far away for this galloper who's been running in Super consistent form uh, for Boy Foster and Tim Brummel being beaten three and three quarter lengths. The run of Gypsy Biker in fourth was good as well. Um, stuck wide for a lot of the race, uh, sticking on to run fourth. Um, the day opened with a good win for You Better You Bet, a horse who I sort of tagged with a bit of future uh, early on in his career. Um, you won't see a better horse at Barrier Eyes. It always begins well. And Tim Brummel able to dictate terms uh, to win, beating Thanks Bruce, a new one in the Carolyn Colours for Mark Oates and Emma Bell finishing in second. An outback step. Um, it's ever consistent run for Richard Simpson and Robbie Farr in third. The Maiden was a it was an interesting race. Uh, two gallopers were quite well fancied in the market. Uh, ready and waiting, the first starter for Tony Schofield and Emma Bell, and the eventual winner, Ben Starr, uh, for Cameron Dixon and Brendan Newport. Uh, I heard you mention earlier, Brendan um, travelling around a lot, chasing rides, and he's getting winners as well, Brendan, and uh, got the cutest money on this gallop for Cameron Dixon, having its sixth start, yet to run a place, uh, was still well fancied and well backed in the ring, starting 340. Beat that first starter I mentioned, ready and waiting two lengths, and Purple Song, uh, finished in third, that galloper ever consistent as well for David Rewalt and Emily Pomfret. Uh, Zarossa, who we know has been a problem child uh, over his career, his barrier manners. Um, they've got it all right, um, Cowboy Herman and Anna Bacos. They're, they're really clicking at the moment. Uh, never runs a bad race. Zarossa came off a win at Winton, uh, a good placing in Longreach last weekend, and atoned to win the 55-1200 metres. Coming as a well-timed run to beat Highland Eagle, who uh, led everywhere bar the last 50 for Boy Foster and Tim Brummel by three-quarters of a length. And old Algerova uh, always runs a good race in this company for Charlie Prow and John Rudd, beaten two-and-a-half lengths in third. And uh, that's the wrap on Royal Junda. Yeah, living up to its name, Royal Junda. And so great to see those jockeys then travelling on to Charleville on Sunday and guys like Timmy Brummel and Brendan Newport getting the uh, the winners across the board. And, and so good to see these young apprentices like Emily Pomfret uh, continuing to gain confidence in her riding and getting these results. Hopefully we'll continue to see the benefit of being out in the, in the country. Uh, Watsy, where do you uh, head to next? 
Yeah, big next seven days. Uh, Richmond this Saturday up there um, in the northwest. Then we come back for a Barcald and TAB racing next Tuesday. And then uh, one of my favourite days of the year, Cloncurry Cup on Friday week. So uh, I know there's um, good talk of, of good nominations next Tuesday in Barcaulden. Uh, forecast not looking great, though, believe it or not. They, it's got a bit of a curse with the wet weather, this Barcaulden TAB meeting. Um, but nominations will be good there. And, of course, uh, Clon Curry always um, puts on a good show for their Cup Day Friday week. Good on you, Watsy. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, boys. Andrew Watts looking back at at the Junda Cup program on the weekend and checking the calendar for the week ahead. Rob, as I mentioned, Emerald on today with their tab program. Gatton Thursday, Townsville Friday, Toowoomba Saturday, Rockhampton Racing on Sunday and as Watts, he said, Bar called next Tuesday. Non-tab this weekend. After we had a weekend off, we're back into the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers with three of those coming up on the weekend. The Gordonvale Cup, the Eidsvold Cup and the Tara Cup are all qualifier legs. And as Watts, he mentioned, there's also racing at Richmond on Saturday. And while I'm checking other little notes here, uh, for those that uh, hadn't caught up with the word, uh, Racing Queensland advising with the training track refurbishment at Townsville, they're going to have to relocate some meetings through October, November, December. A couple of those going to Home Hill and one to Bowen. So October 12 will now be at the Burdekin at Home Hill. Ditto for November 28 going to Home Hill. December 14, that Townsville meeting moves to Bowen. And December 28 will move to Home Hill. There's going to be some amendments in the programs there uh, with those venue changes, but they will be keeping the prize money for the meetings unchanged. So effectively, you'll be racing for Townsville prize money at Home Hill and Bowen for those particular meetings. But they will be treated as country for apprentice claims, which I think is interesting, Rob, and might just give an extra opportunity there for uh, some of those apprentice jockeys to uh, show their uh, abilities out on some of those tab programs like we were saying earlier. Yeah, and they get that opportunity at these uh, Sky Channel meetings and uh, experienced enough to be able to produce the goods on the day, one hopes. Um, and Tony, you mentioned Emerald today. Just very quickly, races three and four hold a lot of interest when you see Burden, uh, the Long Reach Cup winner, in a, a good little race with horses like Sidearm and most impressive up against it. And then you've got the return of art by Concord for Craig Smith. And Craig's got Keen Zap in winning form in that same race. So really interesting racing there. And, Congratulations to Craig Smith. Uh, you'll have more detail than me, Tony, but uh, I think it was very fitting to see him honoured. Uh, was the Pat Duff Award that he's received? Yes, the Pat Duff Medal was uh, awarded a uh, week before last, I think it was, in Brisbane at the Australian Trainers Association Queensland Division uh, Annual Awards. They hand out the uh, monthly awards for the Wayne Wilson Medal and then the uh, the yearly award winner is uh, nominated and in honour of the president and uh, long-time um, I guess you could say instigator slash supporter. Uh, basically, there wouldn't be a trainers association in Queensland without Pat Duff, put it that way. Um, the uh, medal nominated in his honour and uh, Pat was there to present it to Craig at that uh, function held in Brisbane. Basically, the Pat Duff medal is for the trainer that I guess you could say embodies the spirit of racing, goes above and beyond to help others. Uh, whether it's other trainers or mentoring young apprentices coming through or assisting riders. And uh, basically, uh, after Les Ross and Tony McMahon were the uh, first two winners, Craig was a very fitting and worthy recipient of the Pat Duff Medal at the uh, the recent awards ceremony. Yeah, congratulations and well-deserved, Craig Smith. And uh, even though Fab's Cowboy didn't get win number 50 on the weekend up there at Julia Creek, uh, a very close-up third in the race won by Primal Scream over the uh, 1,200 metres in the open handicap. About 
400 to go. Wicked Wiki is getting gobbled up now. Wicked Wiki in front. Primal Screams coming at him. Fab's Cowboy's been four wide. And then at Craig Lee Altona pushed a little bit. But it's Primal Scream who's tackled the leader and gone to the front. Fab's Cowboy. Fab's Cowboy down the outside. Primal Scream's not giving up. Primal Scream's fought back as has Wicked Wiki. Primal Scream. Fab's Cowboy's trying to get to him. Fab's Cowboy can't get them. Barrichello on the inside. Primal Scream's held on. Barrichello a great run. Had it been 1,100, had it been 1,050 or something like that, we might have been able to see Fabs bring up number 50, but the 1,200 was uh, enough for Primal Scream and Barrichello to be able to run down Fabs Cowboy in that open handicap on the weekend at Julia Creek, Rob. Yeah, Primal Scream was one of the three winners for Jason Hooper and Sean Roy's on the day. Great to see them getting those strong results. Hoop's another one of those jockeys that uh, he does all his work getting his rides and, of course, gets out there with that camera and gets some fantastic uh, photos on the day. They combined for their three wins. Valiant Knight uh, took the cutest class one, not the cutest money, over the Denise Ballard train, shoot big. And then uh, they combined, obviously, with Primal Scream, but then they took out the final event on the program with an inform horse they've got golden 80 uh the no nay never five-year-old two wins two placings its last four and uh got up in this case over just sizzling another billy johnson uh, runner for tyler leslight and doom into third the five event program dominated by uh sean and jason but the double also for tanya parry on the day no surprise there with tanya parry in the northwest she had the winner with katie renato the real impact having its first run for the stable in the maiden defeated the the two sean roy's runners in don't stop laughing and fortius eltius and then backed up with orcus and tyler leslight rode this winner after keith ballard had ridden the first one for her uh tanya had orcus a good inform horse after after a win at Mount Isa last run, two wins, three placings, its last five defeated. Another Billy Johnson runner, Billy getting the seconds and place getters on the day and Miss Miraculous and McCuba. But Primal Scream uh, dominating that day up there with the open handicap win over Barrichello and Fab's Cowboy. And horses for courses when you talk Gladstone racing, but in particular, a horse that... Uh, is two from two at the track, won its last four, and absolutely loves the sand. And Bo Gorman from Ipswich bringing our little sister all the way up to Gladstone for the win on Saturday. Four of them are galloping in unison, as I thought they would when they come up towards about the uh, 550 metre mark. And back along the inside, just in front here with that quartered cap, is a potent view. Potent view is just leading the way from James Atali. And our little sister is up there too, and they're coming towards the home turn. And the quartered cap is being carried here on the potent view. And James Atali is the one. James Atali is out in front, coming at it quickly now. Our little sister, these two are settling down to fight it out. It's our little sister and James Atali. They're going head and head in the closing stages. Our little sister's just got its head in front. Our little sister has won from James Atali. Fergus Crispy Kevin. Yes, our little sister taking out the uh, 850 metre open at Ferguson Park at Gladstone on the weekend. And as is often the case, as Tony McMahon said in the call there, Rob, you only have a small field but they'll race in a clump for a, a fair bit of the way and then two of them break out of the pack out of the sister and James Atelli fighting it out Crispy Kev running into third and Potent View the fourth um, one was a few links back and forth yeah those two 
uh, first and second place getters both uh, enjoying those sand surfaces on the day. As I said, two from two at the track now. Our, our little sister winning its last four starts as well. But a double on the day to Tracy uh, Simmons and Nicole Seymour. Nikki Seymour out of Mackay. They had the win with the Haloed Crown Mare Act of Royalty in the Class 2 over the Andrew Cameron runner, Ashurla. And then they had a race-to-race -race double with Chatilly. Uh, first run on the track for this killy seven-year-old mare defeated the Laura Cronin train Regalo Dioro. So Tracy Simmons and Nicole Seymour all the way down from Mackay taking the double there at Gladstone. And the other two winners on the day uh, commenced with uh, Brooke Johnson. Well, there's that name. She's down to 1.5 kilo claim. Brooke riding tremendously. Uh, rode Balexia for Kevin Miller, who had been third at Home Hill at the tab meeting at its first start in a race. Defeated Roman Queen and a Euro skater. And then uh, Sophie Blunt combined with Katie Sinclair uh, with uh, Take the Lead. Now, you talk about horses that like tracks. Two from two at the track. Four wins, one second, only five sand track runs for Take the Lead. And a, a good win over Awesome Spirit and Varna Star. But uh, double to Tracy Simmons and Nikki Seymour on the day at Gladstone. And that strong win by our li little sister to keep the uh, winning record intact, Tony. And I want to make mention as well of Calamon making a back-to-back -back Jamestown Cups at the non-tab program in South Australia on the weekend. Richard and Chantel Jolly train this one. Richard's a part owner. Siren Falk was in the saddle this time around. Jade Hampson rode it in the Cup victory last year and Calamon hasn't been able to win a race since the Jamestown Cup. So you talk about horses for courses making a back-to-back -back Cups there, beating Augusta Rock and Let Me Go. Other winners on the program out of Jamestown on Saturday included Julie, 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 which would have been fun to call. Uh, winning the 1,000-metre uh, maiden plate for Stacey Metcalf and Simon Bates. Royal Tyke, Royal Tyke rather, the 1,000-metre benchmark 62 winner for apprentice Brittany Wong and trainer Brett Campbell. Zilks uh, saluting for Jade Doyle and Daryl Oxlade in the 1,340-metre maiden plate. Moss the boss for Caitlin Munro and Trevor Day. Uh, took out the 1340-metre benchmark, 58. And uh, Siren Falk made a double, riding for the Searle Callanan stable on Northern Superstar in the benchmark, 54, over the uh, 1,200 metres there. So well done to Siren with the double on the program there. And congratulations to Richard and Chantel as well. Back-to-back -back Jamestown Cups. And we often talk about it, Rob. There's nothing like doing a back-to-back. Uh, -back. We saw uh, Penrith do that with their three-peat on the weekend in the NRL final. But being able to win back-to-back -back Cups anywhere as... Uh, uh, Shane Iverson was saying to us he'd love to be able to do that with Nick the Skipper if he can make a back-to-back -back Roma Cups. Yeah, and the uh, Cups continue this weekend and Gordon Vale looking at their big Cup meeting with the Country Cups Challenge Qualifier. It's always a great meeting up there at uh, that particular club uh, with those other meetings. We'll be back next week, Tony, uh, with these results. And interestingly, only the four non-TAB meetings on the weekend should be ample supply of jockeys. I always think that five is the magic number, so four should make it very convenient for jockeys to get around. Uh, good racing on the weekend. Back next week on Bushbeat to report. Uh, good morning to you, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. And thank you to uh, Rob Luck, Andrew Watts, and especially Shane Iverson for joining us on the show this week. As always, folks, if you missed any of the show, and you may well have with our new time slot of 9.30 Tuesday morning due to daylight saving, our podcast replay of Bushbeat available each and every week with the link going up on the radio tab Twitter page the handle is at radio tab oz and the link also goes up on facebook on the country punters page you can source it out there good luck to the clubs racing this weekend gordon vale eisvold and tara with your cups and country cup challenge qualifier races and racing also at richmond and we'll be back next week as rob said to report on that and a whole heap more on bushbeat